Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the goings on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football Leagues. I am your host back again, Alan for a penny manager, and knocking on heaven's door manager, Daniel Kite. Back with you, bringing another week of analysis, looking at the fantasy week that was, and then looking ahead to the week that will be. Uh, It's been a hectic week, seeing some of those. There were some unpredictable results that were out there. I'll quickly run them down just from what we saw happen. Our winners in the redraft league, uh, we had, let's see if I can pull that up real quick. We had household names knocking myself off by a butt fumble, or by a butt safety, rather. We had spitting llamas knocking off Obi John Kenobi. Taylor Swift beating Show Me the Mooney. Uh, Poop Emoji beating Rams Joe Cousins. Uh, Menage Atua knocked off Holland Oatfield, and then Commander Chaos beat Team Tony. I think in my Sunday podcast, as far as I can tell, I think I had Steve winning and Mikey winning, but I think I was wrong on every other one. Oh, no, I had Danny winning, so I went three for six, I think. I'll take it. Three for six ain't bad. And then in our Dynasty League from the the week that was, uh, winners, we had myself beating Steve. Thankfully, the reverse jinx uh, worked for me. Household names knocking off Chase the Dragon. Anti-Daxer is beating Spitting Llamas narrowly. We had Rub and Tug. I love that we've got the new name in there, Jimmy. Well done. Uh, we got Rub and Tug knocking off jo- Judge Judy, which sounds like a, it could have been a scandal about 20 years ago. Uh, and then we have Beer Mules knocking off Jonesing for more. And then Can I Burrow Some Mooney ta- knocked off the Golden Taint. Uh, and so after all of this kind of, you know, intense action this week, you know, in both leagues, we've had really, I mean, a couple players have kind of come out on top and had some strong starts. And I wanted to have one of those guys on this week to talk about how, frankly, just how well things are going for him and how things are sitting pretty. Uh, so joining me back on the pod, I think he's already been on once this year. I'm sure he'll be on many more times. And I know for a fact he'll be on hopefully every week. We've got household names manager Paul V with us. Paul, how you doing this week? And it's been like uh, you've been killing it in both these fantasy leagues, man. Like, talk to us. Like, are is if both your redraft and your dynasty leagues are, you know, your teams are going off absolutely. Is there one team that you're a bit more surprised to see doing well than the other one? Is there any like shocks or you know how how are you feeling about both of your teams at this point in the year? With the dynasty league, uh, I'm not really too surprised of. Uh just the high amount of points that I'm getting um, because I just have like certain players on my team that uh, they're older, right? So they're more developed already and have their uh, position solidified. So like, you know, the, the man, the ball, I'm not too surprised about that, about getting, you know, high, uh, high uh, scoring weeks in that league. Um, however, in my other league and our other uh, redraft league that we had, um, I'm honestly a little surprised uh, that, uh, I haven't lost yet because if I'm looking for the points for, like, um, I'm near the middle of the pack, which is okay. It's not too bad. But, like, for the points against, so I'm, like, third last. So I've only got, like, 245 points scored against me. So I'm sure if, like, I had, like, you know, matchups that were, you know, a little bit high scoring, um, I probably wouldn't be 3-0 right now. So I'm more surprised about that league for sure. Also tempered enthusiast. I, again, I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm appropriately butthurt. Because I literally lost because the Jets punted <laughs> football off a guy's ass. Like, that's literally the that's reason right. I lost this week. <laughs> that was actually a funny game to watch. That was a funny moment to watch, actually, to watching that live. 
Yeah, like legit. I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, I guess he just kind of kicked it backwards, and then you see the slow motion. It like it reminded me. Have you you saw that like slow motion video of that Oakland Athletics player getting like a ball hit in the ass, and how he just like popped that thing out? Like it kind of reminded. Oh yeah, me. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that. Like so, I I saw that and I was pissed. Off. I was I mean I was also furthermore pissed off that in our matchup like. I had four fumbles lost, which is fucking insane. Uh, so that was like eight points off the board right there. Like, it was just, I don't know. Yo, honestly, it was ball. a nail-biter. It was a nail-biter. I told you, too. I messaged you. I said that Acres fumble on the goal line is going to be what swings our matchup. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, it's exactly what happened. It was, um, yeah, it was definitely a nail-biter. I mean, because you have Allen, too, right? And I got Allen in my dynasty draft. So it was pretty much like, it was like a I love and hate thing that week, man, because like I, well, I kind of uh, Nicholas out of you know of uh, even trying to have a chance of coming back in the dynasty league because he only scored like I think it was ninety eight or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, at the same time, it's just you know when you're playing when you have one player in one league and then you have you're playing against him in the other league, it's just uh, I don't know, man, it's just a war of emotions, bro. I know we have too many conflicting feelings. We have too, we have our fingers in too many pies now. It's impossible yeah. to do anything anymore. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, I mean, man, I, I think when I look at your Dynasty team, like, I, I agree that it's definitely, like, it was in the cards. But I remember feeling hesitation about guys like Edwards Alaire. I remember feeling hesitation about guys like Chubb. Like, wondering, like, what the upside might be on those guys. And, like, even James Robinson. But, like, holy shit, have they really, like, the veterans have come out strong. They've come out and basically said, like, fuck your prospect porn. Fuck these new guys. Like, we... <laughs> We're the guys that are around. We're the ones that have been like here for a couple of years, and man, it's it's paying off really well for you. It's making us look dumb. Oh, hold on! I can't understand a word you're saying. You hear me? No, I do. Yeah, I'm surprised about the James Robinson too, as well, because it was a lot of hype about that Travis Etienne guy um, prior to um, the draft, right? You know what I mean? And he's like, uh, he, I'm sure he'll be a good running back, you know, in the future as well. But, um, yeah, Robinson's still kind of young, too, so I'm happy that he still might have a couple years of, you know, solid, you know, RB, like, you know, like two numbers or something like that, you know, for me. So, I mean, it's not too bad because I did draft a couple of guys that are a lot older, right? But, like, as long as, like, I have um, – who else do I have that is pretty good on that team? Like, Devontae Smith's not doing too bad, you know. He so he's like, last week. Yeah. He was, like, the wide receiver one last week. Yeah, he's a younger guy, too, as well, so – I mean, like, I set myself up, right, it, it, like, it is a win-now kind of team that I have right now, but I'm happy that some of my younger guys are, you know, looking pretty good. That gives me hope that, you know, maybe I'll be relevant in the Dynasty League, you know, four years down the road, five years down the road, maybe, you know. You're, you're in a pretty enviable position, because it's like you're, you're in win-now mode, but, like, you already have starter depth. Like, you have, like, the depth to probably make some trades for some future picks while also you know, being a strong contender. Like, that's basically the best possible place you could be in. I mean, it's just, uh, it's definitely surreal. I've never been in these kind of positions before. <laughs> I'm not used to being I, good. I'm used no, to No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, act like you've been there before. Don't don't show any weakness. <laughs> I can't. I can't because that's that juju, man. I can't be too confident right now. Yeah, fair enough. I, I can yeah. hear that. Uh, you know, as you've been looking around the rest of the week, the, or the rest of the league, rather, uh, has anything been kind of catching your eye in terms of, like, how a team has performed, like, or, like, how one of our managers have done, or anything just in the NFL, anything that's kind of caught your eye? Well, um, 
I mean, there's a lot of like, like a lot of RBs are really struggling right now. Like even like the top high picked ones. Like I mean, Ackler hasn't been doing too well. Um, who Henry else has been doing too well? Yeah, like well, Henry had his first big game. Yeah, like, well, big big game, yeah but um, you know, that's all yet. Like you know, we we're yet to see like how he's gonna continue with that, right? He could have like well, next like games are like you know ten points and under, like his first two games. Or like Christian McCaffrey's yeah. been a little. You know, not explosive as like you know how he has been, but at least he's been staying healthy, so that's a good thing. Um, Until but now, Saquon's looking really good. Practice today. Oh no way! It started. Yeah, it it started. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but Saquon's been looking good. Like I watched the Cowboys game uh, with the Giants uh, just the other day on the Monday night. Cost me like fifty bucks. Fucking yeah. Giants. But um, you know, Saquon looks good, man. He looks. Uh, he looks as close to almost as just almost as like his rookie season almost, man. So I'm really happy about that because, you know, it's like one of my favorite players, right? Yeah, he's the one guy that really seems to have kind of hit in that first round there. Because, like, you're yeah. right. Like, Joe Mixon has had, you know, he had a good week one, but things have been mixed. Dalvin Cook is now injured, and he's been pretty mixed. Like, it's been the only one that's really kind of hit. Like, even looking at Jonathan Taylor has, you know, I think he had a pretty good week one and then had a mediocre. Like, it's kind of funky to see so many of these running backs like kind of not doing much. It's it's been really weird, and like, I just felt maybe you've noticed this too. It feels to me like scoring is down this year. Like I feel like the scores in our league, like we're rare, we're we're not as often seeing people get up into like even like the low triple digits. Like we're seeing a lot of double digit scores, and I don't know if I'm just like not remembering that from last year, but that feels really low compared to where we were last year, even in like the the redraft league. Um, sorry, okay, I cut out there, Mike. Can you repeat that? Yeah, so I was just saying that, like, um, it seems like the score, like, scoring has just been down in general. Like, I remember last year, it felt like, you know, we had guys putting up triple-digit scores routinely. But, like, these first three weeks, we've seen a lot more, like, double-digit scores than I remember seeing all of last year. But maybe, I I don't know if you remember that, or maybe if I'm just crazy about that, I don't know. Um, Well, I think some of it has to be... uh... Yeah, I feel like just it's just like the teams that are winning, like like the teams that are surprising everybody else. Like I feel like there's a lot of underdogs that have actually won the game. Where like to the point where like players that have gotten actually those big points in those games aren't even on people's teams or they're riding their bench. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of sort of is what I'm saying. It's like it's like um like I feel like uh like so for example like the survivor pool that I have right now, one of my boys is in right now. For a survivor, like uh, yeah. the pot's like like in the six figures, it's like one hundred and fifty dollars to buy in, right? And there's like thousands of people that are in this, so like pot's like around like it's like a six figure number. But in the first three weeks, seventy percent of the people are already eliminated, man. Only thirty percent remain, and that's crazy, you know. So I feel like it's like in fantasy wise, I just feel like yo, know, a lot of players that haven't been drafted, or maybe it's like the 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 WR threes on the team, or like. You know, maybe the RB threes on the team that are actually like you're getting the the points, and we're just not seeing it on on the fantasy itself because we're not drafting those kind of players, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm curious to see if there's you know some regression bouncing back. If we're just going to see a lot of these guys really hit hard over the next few weeks, or if there's like a real kind of changing of the guard taking place, and if there's some some major shifts that are taking place. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna wait to see how it happens out too, because like, I feel like the the talent this year is uh, it's spread around equally this year yeah, through the league. Like, what do you think? It does seem like we've got some good parity. Yeah, it just feels like everything's pretty evenly matched, and like 
a lot more games. Maybe it's only because like some teams that are used to not being like seen like a competitive or being competitive, like the Dolphins. You know what I mean? They're three and zero. Like it's crazy to see that. And um, who else is that? Like, a pretty good start. Yeah, the like you know, the Lions are gonna be really fun to watch this year, man. Really fun to watch this year. All points, no defense, just fucking yeah. like. Anytime the the Lions are playing like one of the people that you're starting, like I'm starting those guys. Like I know the Seahawks are playing them this week. I don't feel good about starting Rashad Penny, but I'm like, fuck it. The Lions score shit ton of points. Let me throw Penny in there. Let's just see what. Fuck yeah, because yeah. I just there's just no defense. It's just a, if we can outscore you or not. You know what I mean? And Amon St. Brown has looked amazing. Like fuck, he looks he looks really good. So much shit. Who was what was the other guy? The other coordinator was it Terry Glenn? Who was the defensive coordinator out there in Hard Knocks? I can't remember what his name was. You're you're going too deep for football knowledge for me, brother. Okay, I was watching Hard Knocks and like one of those scenes I remember the most was like the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator just like screaming at each other in scrimmages. So I just imagine the offensive coordinator just fucking screaming face off of the defensive coordinator. That that'd be a funny a funny sight to see. Yeah, I know. One of the things I keep seeing there, uh, I mean, the rookie wide receivers are really blowing up. It looks like so far, or if they're not even blowing up, they're at least looking really good. Like Chris Olave yeah. had like his huge outing yesterday, which is kind of like you know stands out. But like Drake London has been a real solid contributor for Atlanta. Uh, Garrett Wilson already looks like you know hopefully he's not too badly banged up, but he might already be the number one option in New York. Traylon Burks, I was reading some stats or people were mentioning some stats that he's getting like an unprecedented amount of targets for the amount of routes he's running and that kind of bodes well. Romeo Dubs, even after, you know, thank thank God, the week after I drop him in our uh, redraft league, he goes off and has an amazing week. So that feels really fucking good to see happen. Um, but like the, the, the rookie wide receivers are fucking coming out, man. And that, that's kind of been a trend, I feel like, for the past few years. It, would, it worked pretty well for you and I with Jamar Chase last year. And I don't know, it just keeps getting me thinking, like, man, you got to look out for these rookie wide receivers. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree with you on that point. Like, I mean, these, the rookies are... They're uh, they're getting playing time at least you know what I mean so they're 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 getting a chance to uh, you know see targets and stuff like that I mean it, it um, for a rookie to do uh, to get some playing time it's already good enough but uh, obviously they'll be better if you know they had um, you know certain had better quarterbacks so, you know throwing to them you know no yeah those rookies they're getting a good chance to uh, you know show their skills because they're getting you know targets and they're getting playing time and stuff like that right obviously a lot of them could be you know all of them probably could be better if they had better quarterbacks throwing to them because let's be real like. Like, all those rookies that you just mentioned, their quarterbacks are probably, you know, the greatest, right? So, but, like, like I was just saying, I think um, I think Drake London would be the best uh, rookie uh, receiver of all the bunch that you just mentioned. What do you think? He's looking solid. I mean, he's uh, – we'll see what his QB situation ends up looking like. Uh, but, yeah, like, he's show, like he just looks like a, a man out there. Like, he's solid. He just, like, has another big body that goes along with Kyle Pitts. Like, he looks really good out there. I, I, you know, it's interesting. I haven't seen like the the flash so much from Traylon Burks yet. I, I again, I've been seeing lots of positive things like stat wise uh, from his routes run and stuff. Uh, so honestly, I, you know, after our dynasty draft, 
I was kind of shitting bricks a little bit because it was looking like Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks were not exactly looking like they're going to be starter material. Um, but the first three weeks through, like it's kind of kind of spicy a little bit. I'm I'm actually kind of uh, more optimistic than I was at the start of the season for how they might finish the season and how they might look going forward. So I, I'm actually in a pretty good place with those two. Traylon Burks isn't looking too 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 bad. I mean, he's got the who's got over there Tannehill throwing to him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I still don't know about him too much, so I don't know. I haven't seen too uh, big of a sample clip from him because I haven't watched too many of these games because, I, I mean, I, I don't have him on my team or anything like that. But, yeah, um, yeah I think uh, the guy from Green Bay is okay. Dubs or Dubs or whatever. How do you pronounce his name? I think it's Dubs. Dubs. That's Dubs. a sick name. So, yeah. Dubs yeah, you, you, you look good. You look good. Yeah, and again, great thing that I dropped him. Uh, so th- this has been too positive. Let's get a little negative here. I want to go to the redraft league a little bit. I have a question for you. Andre's team, he's 0-3. Cooper Cup and Derrick Henry are on the trading block. Is, is Andre going to blow up the team? What do you, what do you think he's going to do here? Yo, I think he took a big gamble on Travis Etienne, too. What do you think? What did he drive, what did he drive Travis Etienne? Second round. I think I said that to him at the time, too. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was a pretty big reach. It was Well, where did he pick in the thing? He, got, he picked, what, fifth, fourth? Well, let me just pull, Can we up. pull that up. Etienne, I'm pretty sure, was picked in the second round. Andre had the fifth overall pick. So off the board, Etienne was like RB12, basically. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Now, like, in terms of the guys that are around him, like, I get, like, the, the potential. You know, he's he definitely – you'd hope he have more potential than a guy like Josh Jacobs or Gibson or Edwards Alaire, potentially. But uh, the way that things have gone, like, I don't think most of us really saw coming – the, the James Robinson, you know, recovery from the ACL that clearly and that strongly. Uh, so it's a, it's a bit of a shite situation that's worked out for Andre there. Yeah, it was just a gamble that he took, and, I, and clearly it looks like he lost that gamble, right? Well, I mean, he still has Cooper Cup and Derrick Henry, but if he needs to, if he wants to make a change around this league, he's going to have to trade one of them away for a couple key pieces. I mean, Curtis Samuel is okay. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll give you maybe like, you know, 8 to 13 points a week. On average, um, Woods is not bad either, but you know the situation over there is just there's there's just too many. I don't know. There's just too many like like Tannehill's over there as well. I can't really throw too good, so like I don't know if Woods is something. Too meh. Like there's no one really that electrifies you out there in Tennessee right now. Yeah, I mean, is Godwin back soon or no? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean. It seems like they kind of rushed him back from his ACL injury. And now, I mean, it says he's back in practice, but, you know, maybe hopefully that hasn't like really set him back for the year and he hasn't been like overcompensating or anything like that. Yeah. You know what? When Godwin comes back and Gallup comes back, I'm sure he'll be able to, you know, maybe make, make a trade work where he can get a couple key pieces in. Um, but aside from that, though, yeah, he's in, a, he's in some trouble here for sure. Oh, he's got so George Pickens as well, eh? Start, to, start calling him out, y'all. Start to start making contact with Andre. I know I've been I've been working the trade lines with him a little bit, so maybe you know get see see what you can do with him. Uh, I mean, you Paul, start talking shit, you might put a wiretap in your phone, though, man. So you know, I mean, true. I don't know. You know what? That's that's he, he sees outside of his jurisdiction. He's not RCMP. <laughs> he can't get me out yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Paul, before we go to the waiver wire, I think I think you know what time it is. All right. I think it's time for Paul's ch- bunk China. What what to say it again? I always get it wrong. It's I, I I I changed the name of it because I was losing people on the on how long it was. I'm just gonna change it to Paul's 
bunk China picks. Not even China buds. Like why? Why? Why get That's rid of it. the buds? You know, then you know what? Since we're on the podcast right now, live, how about we 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 decide what we're gonna call it? Are they gonna be Paul's China bud picks or Paul's bunk China picks? What do you think? What do you think China better? China bud picks works better. I, I think. Okay, so like, okay, so we're gonna go. <laughs> too many, too many, uh, like the like K sounds like bunk picks. Like I, I, Paul's China bud picks works really well. I think. Okay, I think we're gonna go with that. I, we're good to go with that then. All right, Paul's. Ch- so let me let me do the little intro here, so we can get the music <laughs> in the background. Yeah, and yeah. Up next, we've got Paul's China Bud Picks, and the music. Welcome, right now. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Paul's Bunk. Uh, <laughs> China Picks. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy, man? Yeah, and you, you got to leave all this into the uh, into the recording oh, too, because yeah. yo, they're gonna laugh about this. But yo, the the couple times I had to send in these pics, bro, pre-recorded, bro, I must have sent you like f- like fifty voice notes and deleted all of them, bro, because I kept on messing up, man. I, I had like this all written out, and I just kept on messing up while I was reading it, bro. You know what I mean? So let's uh, let's give this another another go here, okay? Hold on. So we're we're calling a pulse. What Paul's saying is that? that I'm a fucking pro. I do this in one <laughs> take, motherfuckers. Yo, you, you, yo, honestly, you're, you're talented, bro. You're talented. You're a talented man, bro. So, we're calling it Paul's China Bud Picks. Paul's China Bud right? Picks. Make it happen. Okay, all right, that. All right. Um, to another episode of China Bud Picks. be segment. Party is one hot pick of the week, one underdog pick of the week, and one fourteen banger parlay. Before we kick off the show, there will be a little quick disclaimer stating that Paul's Bunk China Bud Picks is not responsible for any wager losses or relationship hardship with significant others due to your gambling issues. So here we go. Starting off with the hot pick of the week, we are going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals covering the spread of negative four at home against the undefeated Miami Dolphins. Now, for your underdog pick, we're going to go um, with the Arizona Cardinals upsetting the Carolina Panthers at home. Yeah, last but not least, here's your four-game banger parlay. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, negative two. Las Vegas Raiders, negative uh, two and a half. The Minnesota Vikings, negative two and a half. And the Los Angeles Chargers, at negative five. This is paying 12.25, so stop a quick 20-piece banger on that, and the payout will be 225. Thank you for, uh, no, there are your picks for the week. Thank you for listening to Paul's China Bud Picks. Have a good week and see you next time. Artistry, absolutely. That was it. Are the are the Cardinals really underdogs to the Panthers? That's insane to me. The Panthers have looked like absolute dog shites. Yeah, they they really are. They really. I think they're only like favored by like two though, but they're just a low. But like the under, just slap some money down on that because I have like no. Like I feel bad because I'm a I'm a CMAC manager in the Dynasty League, but I have like zero faith in the fucking Panthers right now. They look like an absolute tire fire. Let's see this. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So, yeah, Carolina's favorite negative one and a half. That's, so it's just very. It's just almost like a pick. I know the Cardinals have looked like shite, but that's that's kind of crazy to me. I don't know if I can handle that. I gotta yeah, that. you know what's also crazy though is how Cincy is negative five against Miami. Even though Cincy's at home, I get it, but Miami's looking like they're hot right now. Unless they don't have, unless they don't have um good defensive like uh, thing to get to to Burrow. I mean, do they have good pass rushers? I mean, they knocked uh, they knocked Josh Allen around a bunch uh, last week because their O line was all banged yeah, up. Yeah, really but you got 
you got those men's playing in 100 degree Fahrenheit weather, bro. Anyone's going to get knocked in that weather, man. These guys are dropping like bugs out there. <laughs> like, yeah, true enough. Ah, they're slow. That sounds spicy. They're I might make that, a, I might make that a teaser pick. I might throw a little teaser uh, action on Miami there. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm a baby. I don't go for the big parlays. I like me a teaser. Yeah, I hear you. You know what? Ever since you told me, though, I've been, I've been placing the single, single game bets. You know what I mean? Here and there. <laughs> yeah. Usually what I do is I'll just throw a 50-piece banger on the Thursday night game. Whether, you know, on the spread, which, whichever one I've been feeling on. But uh, I've been doing it right. I won the first two weeks. But then, you know, on the, I think I won, I won Green Bay on Tampa. But then I lost the Monday with, uh, with the Dallas and uh, the Giants. Yeah, it's always hard to bet for your team. Like, it just, you know, it's a, it's a lose-lose proposition, honestly. Yeah, well, the thing is, did you watch that game, though? Uh, bits and pieces. Daniel Jones doesn't look too bad. Like, I mean, like, he's still mobile. He can run. It's just, yo, yo, Sterling Shepard looked really bad. Really bad that game. Well, he's he's done now. It looks like he tore his ACL. Oh, did he really? Wow. Yeah, there was a moment where, like, he was just, like, it was, like, a non-contact injury, and he just started... Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, near the end of the game. Yeah, I saw that. Right, well, you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, well it's dang. I mean, yeah. Various Tony seasons, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, he's what a third year, a third year player now. Hasn't done jack shit. <laughs> oh man, he was a rookie last year, so I mean, he's still he like a oh, second year player. Green. Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully, he gets some playing time this year. Well, that's the maybe leads us to the waiver wire here. So, I mean, there wasn't anything super notable. I feel like that happened in our waiver wire. I mean, Romeo Romeo Dubs went for like a ton of money, which again is appropriate after his big game and my dumbass dropping him. Uh, so that sounds about right. Uh, dropped him the game, but you dropped the Pirates of the game. Yeah, Dubs was on my bench for the first two weeks, and then I dropped him because I needed some tight end help with Dalton Schultz out. And then uh, everyone in Green Bay got injured, and he went off. So, you know, that's that's just my luck. Ah, uh, that's tough. Well, you know what? That's the thing with fantasy, though, right? Like, sometimes, like, you make one, you know, one call could cost you the week, or it could cost you a good solid player, right? Sometimes it's a dropping a wide. Sometimes it's a wide receiver injury that opens things up. Sometimes it's a ball kicked off a dude's ass that really fucks up your week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we got in the dynasty league. Not much action. We do have Brian Hoyer season uh, taking us by storm. Now that Mac Jones is out for a little bit, uh, so we got uh, Taras put in a twenty-seven dollar bid there. But otherwise, no other major action. Uh, anything that you anticipate, like, uh, see that you saw on the waiver wire that looked interesting? Because I don't know, I didn't really find too much. I mean, this year hasn't really been that, that too many things that have been active, right? I mean, maybe mainly because maybe there just hasn't been too many injuries to, you know, replace other players with people off the waiver wire too much, or just that there just hasn't been anyone else that's jumped off from the waiver wire with the good games. So, yeah, I haven't seen too much movement and stuff like that either. Yeah, like there, there's definitely been injuries this year, but the thing is, you know, I, I go back to what Nick said all those, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back or something like that. Like we're we're all just like really fucking good at what we do. So like all the guys that we'd want to pick up are already managed by some other team. Like Khalil Herbert's already on someone's. Jamal Williams is already on someone's team. So it's like, oh, where, where there could be opportunity, like that, those are just gone already. Yeah, you know what? You know, I don't really uh, know what you guys are talking about because I really just draft household names at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, yeah, who the so. fuck is Khalil Herbert, right? Yeah, like who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> don't bother with that shit. Yeah, yeah. 
You still got uh, who's I'm trying to think who's on your bench right now. You still got uh, Marvin Harrison on your bench right now. Are you talking about my dynasty? No, just in general, like because that's the only household name you know. You have Marvin, like Marvin Harrison, retired nine years ago, but you know he's still hanging out on your bench. <laughs> I don't even know who that guy is. Like, why do you mean you don't know who Mar- Marvin Harrison is? Like one of the greatest, if not the greatest, wide receiver of all time. Mar, I I have him on my. You, you're playing. I don't have him on my bench. What? Yes, what it was about? a joke, Paul. It was a joke. Oh, you know what I'm saying, bro? It's household names only, bro. I don't really know shit about football, bro. Oh I just do God. this just to play with. My, <laughs> I just do this just on a weekly yeah. basis. <laughs> what the fuck am I? Ah uh, <laughs> shit! Yeah, that sucks. They just yo the guy that doesn't know much about football is just leading both the leagues in first place, bro. That's crazy. You know what? I think that's great. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Paul, with that in mind, I'll, I'll give you a chance to leave some parting shots for us. You're you're kind of a front runner in both of these leagues. I feel like you could really talk some shit and put yourself in a good position. And I feel like, frankly, you should, because last year you were in a good position to start, and then you didn't talk shit, and then you lost anyways. So to me, that tells me you should just talk shit regardless. Well, yo, honestly, like, there's not really much shit I can do, bro. I can't talk like that, man, because it's just going to be, like, you know, negative juju and stuff. Just, But, however, to make, you know, good podcasts and, um, you know, good banter, why not? So, um, I'm playing Andre this week in, um, I think, our redraft league. So, hopefully, I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to be smashing Andre by at least uh, 35 points, and Ooh. I'm going to score the most... Yeah, 35 points this week in that redraft. They're going to beat him by because his team is completely dookie. Um, and um, and he's a narc, bro. That's just what it is. Bro. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 you know? Uh, <laughs> I'll love Andre. I'll love, baby. Don't don't wiretap me, dog. <laughs> you're going you're to make the... Andre blow up his team. Like, when, when Chris went into full fire sale mode last year, I think you're going to do that to Andre this week. Oh, man. That's, um, yo, hopefully I do. And, um, you know, still, um, Still hope, uh, you know, um, oh, uh, what's that? What's that John's team's name, bro? OG John, 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 John you know, hopefully it falls off, you know what I mean? Because, uh, I did say, um, in the beginning that, uh, he was gonna get the toilet bowl this year, right? I think that's what is. I called it. I called it a hot take. So, you know, it's either, um, yeah, hopefully that, uh, that still uh, comes to fruition and, um, you know, it goes on with the toilet bowl. All right. Well, we gotta have John on soon. I feel like. He's a guy that loves to clap back, and I feel like there's been enough shit does. him that he's got to clap love it. back. I love well, it. Well, thanks for coming on again, Paul. It's always great to have you on the pod, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your picks all year long so that we can uh, blame you. Uh, one thing I was going to say, <laughs> you, you no longer, I think after three weeks, you no longer need to say that the show will be a show about uh, making sports picks. Like, it already is one. So I feel like you can feel you comfortable dropping that. It's just that I feel a little threatened that my show could be canceled at any time because I haven't been really getting too many hits, man. You know what I mean? Like, con- but that's what yeah. fantasy football is all about, irrational confidence. <laughs> you know, I hear you. All right, then. I'll, I'll come up more confident next time I'm, I'm, I'm on the segment. It's not that it will be. It is, Paul. It is. <laughs> I will. I, I, it, it will be. It will be. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Oh, shit. It's always fun talking to you. Thanks for being on here again today. We'll be back here uh, next week looking at week four action and looking ahead to week five. But until that time, keep crying.